Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Wayne Dupree. We are live. You are looking live at some awesome individuals. Let's start off with the Godfather of Conservative Radio, Mr. Hutch Bailey Jr. Good morning, everybody, and good afternoon on the West Coast. Just welcome to the ultimate gay loss spectacle. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, this is our Friday, your Thursday. That's right. You won't see us tomorrow, but at least you can commute Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Everything that we didn't talk about, you can break it down on Friday decompress and have a great weekend but before you do that let me introduce a friend of mine that uh i i don't know how long it's been um how long we've been in each other's I've already got tongue-tied and twisted <laughs> we've, been, we've been friends for a minute so you're actually friends with a high school friend of mine uh stacy 
And uh, so I've known you since I started in terrestrial uh, radio. Actually, yeah. Moons led nine, ten years ago, eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, hey, well, that's that's. Someone asked me this morning, how long you been doing? Oh, about ten years. About ten years going on. So yeah, Monica has a podcast of her own, and she's going to be talking about that a little bit later because uh, after you listen and after you hear. There's a reason why I bring certain people on and the reason why I don't bring certain people on. A whole lot of people don't make a whole lot of sense, but the people that you but but the people that do come on here, they make a whole lot of sense. And you'd be like, okay, well, girl, how can I find you? So uh, you know, we'll be talking mm -hmm. about that in just a few minutes. Before I really get into anything, remember you can go to givesendgo.com forward slash Wayne Dupree Show. We are um we are raising money, and as you know, uh, we've been saying this for the for the um, for the better part of the week. We're not salesmen. We we don't really know how to do that raising money type of thing. We we just we just go ahead and do, and whenever we got money, then we'll put the money toward the bills, and then we keep on doing it. We need your help, and that's why it, um, that's why we're putting it out there. Um, Gibsongo.com forward slash Wayne Dupree Show. And the platforms cost money. The 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 work behind the scenes costs money, and you know we also try to keep um, our co-hosts and uh, you know they give up their time. I mean, Hut. I keep telling Hutch to take a damn day, and Hutch is like, "I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right." So um, yeah, we. I mean, we try to take care of we try to take care of our people. So. Um, it could be anything, a, a contribution, donation, or whatnot. Just think about it. Just think about it, okay? Um, so I asked Monica on because Monica, Monica, uh, if you read her timeline on a daily basis, she hits all type of um, issues and topics and stuff. And um, she, you know what? I say she's a cool Christian. I, uh, <laughs> she she's a cool Christian. She she <laughs> she um she she, she likes to an uncool Christian. Well, yeah. I've seen some. <laughs> I've seen uh, some. Yeah, me too. But, uh, <laughs> Monica, tell tell the audience about yourself. Okay, about myself, I have been a political consultant uh, since birth. No, I'm kidding. Uh, for about 20 years, I'm an ordained minister as well. Um, I've been in ministry for about 12 years, uh, and they actually coincide, believe it or not. I've been on terrestrial radio for eight years. Um, I was on a conservative station here in Atlanta, Georgia, WSB Radio, um, and uh, cut my teeth on uh, Herman Cain's audience nationally. You know, I filled in for everybody. You can think of Dana Lash, all those guys. Um, and very humbled and honored to have um, been brought up in that particular uh, then conservative uh, radio culture. So I've watched kind of this migratory process of, um, you know, becoming more and more and more left, like we're not even moderate in radio anymore. Mm -hmm. So once I was uh, canned, <laughs> For reasons that most people don't know, um, because, mainly because we were purchased, right? So budget cuts, budget cuts, and the, the station was taking a different turn. And my uh, base is extremely conservative and Christian. 
My hmm. first show was Faith, Life, and Politics. I have never veered from that. It, I believe it is impossible for anyone to govern outside of what their fundamental beliefs are about in their fundamental morality, right? And as we see that now with more and more disintegration in the country. So um, I'm a widow of 23 years. I have a 26-year-old daughter and a seven-month-old granddaughter. Um, yeah, I'm a Grammy-nominated uh, recording artist. I'm an author, uh, minister, all that good stuff. So, and most importantly, I'm friends with Wayne Dupree. And, and here's your plug to my audience. Okay. Don't think about making a contribution. Just do it. How about that? Okay. There you go. And you didn't ask me to do that, but I no. love you and I love your work and I have followed you for years and people need to step up and step out and support those who are actually bringing legitimate work to the table. Yeah. She, she, she's a jewel. I mean, I, you know, I, I, um, I, you know, Monica, with your uh, experience in terrestrial radio during that time frame, and you mentioned about the disintegration of our culture, I, I expect that's what you meant. Um, is yes. it just me, or, or did this happen, from your eyes, did it happen so fast? I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember the regular Democrat Party. And then yeah, it seems too. like in the last, it slowly moved to the left, just like you said, but it seemed like in the last, three or four years, it just went nuclear. I mean, these people have gone from being leftist, big government types into being deviants. I just wondered if you. Yeah. Know. So no, um, it, it feels like it was sudden, um, but there were many of us who were sounding the alarm in the faith communities. Well, I, I wouldn't say many of us. There were, there were several, um, and a former colleague of mine whom we do not get along, and you'll see that on social media, but he wrote a great book. He co-wrote a book uh, titled You Will Be Made to Care, okay? And that was Eric Erickson. And fantastic oh. book and on point, right? Because we saw the frog boil occurring at that time, and especially as, as watchmen on a wall of faith and of the church. And so as we see kind of the 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 undermining of all moral authority with the LGBTQ plus um I call it now the military industrial complex outside of our our own military industrial complex because that's how they operate. They are a militia and they take over wherever they go. Um, and you either convert or you die right? There's no such thing as cancel culture in scripture. It's he's coming to kill you, to steal from you or to destroy you. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. anyone not on the side of our constitution clearly is, uh, is on the side of um, apprehending your civil liberties, mol molesting not only your civil li liberties, but now your children. Uh, so no, to answer your question, Hutch, it was not overnight, but this, this, it, it's a, it's what we call in church world, a behemoth. And so it operates underground as well as a Leviathan. So all of these things were maneuvering, uh, people were being positioned politically also in our Congress and our Senate by virtue of campaign donations. Um, oh my gosh, extortion, blackmail, you name it. All of these things were working through our three letters, as well as these uh, industrial complexes of special interest. So that's what got us to this point now where it's like, surprise, Jack in the box, you know, mm -hmm. what the hell happened to our country? Right. <laughs> so it feels uh, yeah. like a surprise, but no. Well, you know what, Tim? Um, being, being, being raised in the church, um, my dad was a pastor. 
My mom was Sunday school superintendent. She's 96 now, but she was Sunday school superintendent for about 50 years. And uh, I saw, now I, I don't know what happened before me, but I saw the decline of the church right in front of my eyes. Of what Now, I'm not saying what I grew up with was right. Because I grew up in the Pentecostal church, and you know what the Pentecostal church was back in the day. That I mean, man, you I mean, I felt bad for the women for what they had to wear and 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 the rules and the regulations. However, in the mid-80s, well, in the early 80s to the mid-80s, I started seeing the change. I was like, wait a minute, this stuff is being let in, and not and not only being let in, it's also making its way to the pulpit. And behind the pastor's chair into the choir loft. And, you know, I was, and, and then toward the end of the 80s, me, myself as a kid, I always thought, you know, the church was supposed to be the light. The church is like on uh, Friday nights, I was in church, on Friday nights, um, it's dark outside, people are sinning, people are doing all their stuff. But some people get tired of doing this. And that, but they know where the church is because the church mm-hmm. is on, the light is on in the darkness. And they come in and they see so many people worshiping God and stuff like, you know, what? how can I get that? Because that's what I'm missing in my life. Whatever I'm doing, it is not fulfilling what I'm doing. And in the late 80s, I saw the infiltration of the secular type of world into the, the church side. To a mix to where the secular in the next 10 years after that start taking over what was in the church. So, like, my father died in 1995, but he would always say uh, churches used to preach about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now they've gone just to her inspirational, just to feel good instead of reading, reading and understanding what God wants us to know about. Because the word is supposed to keep you. And if you take the word out of the church and you start, you know, well, we're going to have a praise session now. Well, the praise is good until you leave church. And then what keeps you after that, right? Yeah. So, Wayne, to your point, so so the church was infiltrated also by the special interest groups. But where that started was with your 501c3 designation. And I don't make yep. a lot of friends in Christian churches in those circles because I am I'm adamantly against it. I think it should be abolished. And mm-hmm. some of your audience just went, okay, this chick is nuts. But that's fine. Well, I'm used right. to that. No, so, no, no, no. But it's right. I'm, I'm right. And, I, and I'm right for a spiritual reason and for a political reason, right? So, so spiritually speaking, God didn't say give 10% and Caesar will bless you, right? right? Or Pharaoh will bless you and pour you out a blessing so big you can't contain it. That's not what, that's not what the word says. The word says, bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse and I will pour you out a blessing so big. You will not even remotely be able to contain it. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's the one area of scripture where he says, test me in this one thing. Okay. So what does the church do? What does the government do? The government gets hip to, wait a minute, these people are in here talking about freedom because Jesus Christ represents freedom. And so they're in here talking about how to be free and how to have self-actualization and realization and be kind to their neighbors and love everybody while having standards, Uh, you know, agreeing with biology. We can't have that because we know what's coming. See, this has been a hundred year plan in the making of what we see happening right now. And so, well, from the foundations of the world, this has been in the making what we see happening right now. 
Amen. But um, in that, the church decided to get a little little hand me outs, right? And I'll tell you who's really good at that is are the black churches. And how yeah. do I know that? Because I was raised singing black gospel in black churches. So I know exactly how black business goes in black churches. And yeah. it is a racket. And those dudes are making money hand over fist and they bring mm -hmm. people in you a little pay for play at the pulpit, yep. right? Yep. We're going to put yep. some money in the copper. We're not going to give you time. And then what happens? And so then the church is like, well, forget about politics. We just need to politics is of the devil. God doesn't care about politics. I'm like, oh yeah. So first politician was Satan himself. Hello. And he garnered oh, a third man. of the vote. So, you know, I'm like, no, no, no. God cares about all the details. The devil's not the only person in the details. So he cares about our elections. He cares about our borders. He cares about our sexuality. Like he cares about our families. He cares about freedom, uh, personal autonomy, all of that. So mm. yeah, the, the church kind of crapped the bed, excuse the expression, uh, and got in bed with the government. And until churches realize that when you hop in bed with Caesar, you kind of have to do things the way Caesar wants to do them um, and gets out of it those made. bedrooms with right. them. And here's the fun fact. Your audience may not know this, um, and you may not know this, but being a pastor's kid, maybe you do. Um, the church has never been taxable according to our own IRS code. So this is about the heart of the people who are giving because we want to kick back forgiving, right? And God's not a kickback kind of God because whenever man offers you a kickback, he has a political expectation. That's right. That's right. And and uh now when we when we're coming to these elections 2022, we just found out that um uh the numbers went up for today. The numbers went up for inflation. That's what it is. Uh inflation's up um, gas prices going up, food prices are staying up and probably going up. Um, the GOP, the GOP is coming out with their commitment to America. And like Monica, we've said on this show, that commitment to <laughs> America, commitment to fundraise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they couldn't even give fiscal responsibility, <laughs> smaller government. Exactly. On, you gotta leave leave the eighties back in the eighties, people. Hello. Uh, I mean, they got. I mean, if you can't give a if you are a Republican leadership, you can't give a Republican president the means to abolish Obamacare. But then you're gonna think that you can come right behind. Oh, but we have a commitment to America with a Democrat president. That don't even go right. That don't even sound right. But you know they, you know they selling it. They're trying to sell it to you. You know, but um, yeah. the, the question is, what do you think? Because you're looking at everything right. And, and oh, oh, and let's not forget, we we have a president. No, we we have a person sitting in office that does not want to speak to another country's leader that's in a war because his little stooge doesn't want to speak to the other leader that's in a war. So you don't have any adults. You don't have any adults. And then again, I read this morning where Putin was like, uh, he told Aragon of all people, Aragon. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sit down and talk peace. That's about the fourth time. Yeah. yeah. We've blocked him. Boris Johnson blocked him. Zelensky blocked him. This is insane. It is. They they just have the tap on for war. They tap on for billions of dollars every week. 
Monica, every week is billions and billions of dollars. And Donald Trump wanted $25 million, I think. It wasn't even billion. I think he wanted $25 million for the wall. And they could only give him five. And we couldn't make that happen. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So, so I kind I kind of look at these things mm, from a little bit of a a a a ministerial viewpoint of like fifty thousand foot view, right? And so, what do I mean by that? Well, the American people are smarter than your average fifth grader, no matter what your GOP how they uh, how they position themselves to market to you, and that includes your Democrat neighbors. Okay, and your libertarian neighbors, your neighbors are smarter than what media outside of us uh, are are um, are postulating. They're much smarter than that. And and I was thinking about this today because I knew I was coming on with you. And people always ask me, you know, what do you think about the war? What do you think about this? Well, remember I said a few minutes ago, this has been like a hundred years in the making, right? This is a geopolitical um, plan, if you will, that involves everyone but the American people and and really voters of any country for that matter. Um, and as we now we have been found with our dresses over our head uh, with regard to how many countries we have infiltrated uh, with our own election system in the way of programming people through social media tropes, through media campaigns, period, through propaganda. Nothing new. Nothing new. This is not new to the U.S. and our military industrial complex. This is very human behavior. Right. But I think we we don't have a messaging problem with the GOP. We, we have a morality problem. And what do I mean by that? Every every American, I, I like to point to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right. Every human being, forget about just Americans, every human being um, has needs. And whether it's uh, physiological, I'm going to go over them. At the, at the bottom of that pyramid, physiological needs. You ready? Air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction. Think mm -hmm. about that. Um, mm -hmm. Safety needs is next up on the list. Personal security, employment, resources, health, property. Think about all the things that they're trying to dismantle through this list right now. Uh, love and belonging, friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection. What do they do? Six feet apart. Um, esteem, respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom. Right? Freedom and esteem go hand in hand. We have been demoralized through COVID, which, is, which was the plan, right? To get us mm -hmm. to a place of demoralization and, and dissension. And at the very top of the list is self-actualization. So the desire to become the most that one can be. And you know what, you guys, I'm sorry to break the news to, to everyone and your audience is astute enough to understand this as are you guys. Nobody wants to solve the problem in politics. I don't care who you elect. I don't care if we take the house back. Yeah. Politics is a money-making operation. We've said that several times. I mean, yeah. it, it's a business. The Republican yeah. party is a business. The Democrat party is your partner in the business. Right. Uh, and, and that's the way the Republicans like it. And, and that's why uh, you have these problems. I mean, it, it's a, a situation. Yeah, that was a little strange. We're just going to have to pick it up till Wayne gets back on here. I think all three of us got shut off. Sure. 
You know, that was, uh, yeah, I was booted. Must have been over the target. <laughs> It must have been hey, target. That's the first Hello. time. That's the first time that ever happened. Wouldn't Hello, it? Elon. We need Starlink. I'll tell you what, man. That's the first time that's happened. Okay. Ooh, I'm feeling a little honored right now. Here you go. All my fault. Exactly. Like, Who's knocking at your door? I was like, where did she go? And I was like, where did he go? And then no, the I'm like, where did like, Wayne go? Oh. And, then I, and then it took me out. I'm up there on there by I just myself. Kept talking. I just kept talking. You know what? I've been on stages in front of like 20,000 people singing and my mic has died. I'm like, whatever. Y'all gonna have to watch me lip sync it. I just keep singing. So I'm sitting over here talking because I'm like, maybe they can still hear me. <laughs> but all I was saying, Hutch, uh, you guys, is that I think what you were on the same path is that nobody wants to, we don't have a bunch of problem solvers. No. That's no, not don't. what these people want to do on the right or left. This is why this is why yeah. you can look back and you can understand Trump derangement syndrome. Trump came into yep. the room, not a politician, not interested in stealing right. anybody's money, right? Not interested in doing any of this stuff, not interested in, in promoting wars he that are unnecessary. And they right. didn't want to be part of no club. No, you know, he, he said, I can do it better than the people that I've been putting up there. You know, here I am. Let's make America great. You want to jump on the train? Let's do it. What do you have to lose? Let's let's get this thing moving in the right direction. And then Washington was like, rah, 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 rah. Monica, I, uh, Monica, I, I always talk about that inauguration speech because I've seen a few inauguration speeches in my life. And mm -hmm. now Ronald Reagan looked like the president of the United States. I mean, uh, I mean. Just the way he stood up there on that cold January day, I mean, with his um, with his white scarf around there and stuff, and he looked like the president of the United States. He didn't look weak; right. he was strong. Okay, but but when Donald Trump stood up there, the only thing that I could think of when he was talking about everybody that was behind him was. This is going to be in the archives forever. <laughs> this is, are you Hutch? Yeah. It's like, Hutch, Hutch, he's like, the reason why we're in this situation, and I'm paraphrasing, the reason why we're in this situation is because all these people back here, look at them. And all they were doing, like, they paying the Bush and Obama. Right. <laughs> right. Give it a, give it a, that symphony clap. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he just <laughs> called him out. Clap. Yeah, I was like, he just called him out. Yeah. You're, you're right on the. They're looking around like, talking about you. Yeah, yeah. Reflecting yeah. on Reagan, he was like getting ready to give his inaugural speech, and somebody came and whispered in his ear, Oh, yeah, they let the hostages out, Ron. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. He, he did look like a president. Same way with Trump, but Trump terrified him. Yeah, no, he Reagan was Reagan was part of the game. Yeah. Trump yeah. wasn't. No. Trump isn't. But I could, I could hear. I could probably, and you know, I don't have to. Well, I, I, I get, I, I have great sniffing. I don't have great hearing, but I could probably hear what they were saying back then. We got to get him out of here. Yeah, Democrat to Republican. Uh, this guy got to yeah. go. He got to go. That's I mean, right. the sooner that, that the was sooner already that was already planned before yeah. he ever stepped to that podium. He so, won. So as we see now, right? <laughs> yeah, he absolutely, and we know he won in mm -hmm. 2020. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, when, when people are like, well, you know, we lost, I'm like, okay, well, you guys can talk that trash if you want. And I know they've criminalized anyone who actually speaks the truth, yeah. but um, the truth is the truth. And so that, that is my greatest concern, honestly, moving into these elections. And it's a, it's a, it, it's a very precarious uh, walk as a commentator. It is. Because people are like, what do you think, right? right? You know right. this, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I live is. in the state of Georgia. And so I, I, I know some of what has always occurred in the state of Georgia. Not This isn't just special to 2020. We've, and I live in Fulton County, so we've always had problems. Everyone <laughs> recognizes it now, uh, including our own Secretary of State, who I wish he had recognized it when he needed to. Um, so it, I'm concerned for the election grid and the integrity of the election grid, but I still people, I still tell people to, you have to show up and vote. You have to, so that you have some type of measurement by which to, uh, either catch them in the act or, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have a measurement. You you can't just say, well, it's all gone to, to pot and there's no point in us, you know, voting. No, we, we, mm -mm. and you got, and have you guys noticed how many, uh, how many people are, are, really paid opposition are tweeting these days. Oh, well, polls are showing that, you know, there's, there's a lack of interest in showing up. I'm like, that is such crap. Nobody who I'm considers themselves a patriot has a lack of interest in voting. Yeah. I'm glad you said that <laughs> right. because if you notice, ladies and gentlemen, don't believe these polls I'm telling you. And here's why almost every mm-hmm. single poll is a poll of registered voters. It is a worthless group of people. Yeah. You have to poll likely <laughs> voters. And it's even better if you poll likely independent voters, because that's who's going to decide it. Although this time it might be much more than that, but it's not, the polls are all garbage. They're going to start getting a little bit more accurate, but do you really believe the 20th time that this starts tightening up at the end? You really believe that? I don't think so. Uh, And that's right. What we we got to do, what we got to do in Georgia in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, in Ohio, I'm sorry, go ahead. The primaries are over. There's no substitute for us winning. There's there's not only offense in fighting. There's also defense. Mm-hmm. For every uppercut you land, you got to execute at least four or five blocks. And right now, we need to win. It does. The primaries are over. We need all the Kathy Barnett voters, all the Purdue voters, to all come together, and we got to vote the Republicans in so we can buy some time. We have to stop the onslaught from the communists. We have to. And the only way to do that is to slow it down, is to get Republicans in. Then on the 9th, that's when we can start infighting. But we got we to gotta work together on the 8th. Sorry, I got long-winded. I had to say yeah, uh, to, no, your no, no, point, no, yeah. to your yeah. point, in, in Georgia, there's a real push right now amongst some of the Tea Party or former Tea Party members who are very bitter about what's happened here in the state of Georgia uh, with 2020. And I know, and and they are going to vote uh, either independent or they've actually threatened to write in or vote for Stacey to to send a message to the powers that be. And, you know, I just kind of listen and go, hmm, you know, I'm just kind of, I just take it all in and, and try to process, you know, what, where they're coming from. Um, and I, and I get it. I, I really do get it. But understanding and see, here's the thing, Georgia on any map right now, gubernatorial map um, is pink. Like it's not even, it, it, it's in the shaded category of toss up. 
right? And that should not be the case. But the primary no. reason that is the case is we're dealing with Abrams right now. And not just Abrams, you're dealing with the entire global system of infiltrating George our George Soros just put a mil million dollars yeah. in Abrams' campaign today. Did he? Sure. $1 million. Hmm. I believe it. Okay, so it. so it in in the thing in Georgia's people all every every person's hurting. That's why I brought up the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I just wish that more Black Americans would stop voting according to tradition and and oral tradition and actually you know come on into uh, you know what the the promises made promises kept. I wish they hadn't taken that that um that site down of president trump's because it's such a great tool to evangelize if you will or poach like politically evangelize uh or poach people from the left who historically vote democrat because they feel guilty if they don't you know and and this is a great time to say hey if you think you're voting for the lesser of the two evils then vote for brian and i am no fan of brian kemp yeah but i mean i I wrote a story on um, WayneDupree.com for, for those that go there. Um, black voters are leaving the Democrat Party. They just aren't rushing to leave the Democrat Party. They aren't doing it in a mass. Uh, Herman Cain, you, you brought him up earlier, too. He was like, Wayne, everybody's not going to leave. Or no, everybody's not going to accept what you say at the same time. Don't be mad. Just move on. Yeah. Just move on. Just, I mean, don't don't waste your voice in trying to switch such and such over because they ain't listening to you. Some people like the slop that they live in. It's hard to believe, but some people like the slop that they live in. White Americans, uh, yellow Americans, orange Americans, uh, cream Americans, red Americans. They love the slop <laughs> that they, you know, I mean, it's like, they don't want to change, you know, but there are some out there that um, I mean, I've always believed I want to talk to everybody. Now, 90 percent of the people, they might not listen to me. Well, actually, 100 percent of the people, I'll go 100 percent, might not want to listen to Wayne. But three or four days later, somebody might come back. Hey, you know what? You know what you were talking about the other day? I went home. I kind of thought about it. You know what? You're right. We do have a whole lot in common. We do have a whole lot that we agree on. It's just a couple of things that we don't agree on, but that shouldn't mean that we shouldn't stop talking to each other to try to work things out to make this country go forward. I've said many times, there are a whole lot of Democrats out there that if you ask them about things that we're going through right now, nine times out of 10, they would say, all of us are going through the same thing. The only people that are separating us is the people upstairs. But they still got the Fetterman sign in their yard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They got uh, all. Uh, um, well, yeah. What, what did I call it? Max Hedron. Yeah, I called him Max Hedron today. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's a he he's something else too. Um, yeah, he is. But uh, the the day after the election, what happens? 25 days out, what happens? What do you see? What I mean, it's like, okay, Republicans, because they're going to have to vote for a leader in the House. Mitch McConnell came out yesterday and said he has votes. He has votes. Probably does. 
So you got Mitch McConnell still in charge. You got Kevin McCarthy in charge. And it, even if he doesn't make it, little ski, um, Steve Scalise is going to uh, be in charge. So from a leadership position, you still got the leaders of the corruptness that also have been caught double dipping, trying to pay um, uh, uh, as Trump voices, but they're the ones that turned on Trump on January fifth, uh, sixth, uh, um, during the um, during the uh, the vote and stuff like that. Oh, I think that decision was already made. You know, I, I don't I don't give them that kind of mercy. I, I think that decision to vote, turn on Trump. Was, yeah, yeah. That that's part of the Never Trump speech. movement. And they want that, people. That, that, yeah. Yeah, they well, want people to believe that. Well, we were scared yeah. when we were locked in the Capitol and we just yeah. felt, yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, Marsha. Uh, I don't give, I don't cut people zero slack for that. Yeah. Zero. So well, you knew well, going into it what your decision was going to be. Well, actually, I brought it back. I go all the way back to um, September and October um, before the election because I remember times when I seen the leader of the house, the speaker of the house, the, the the person in charge of the Senate, if it was Republican, and they were in Ohio and they were with Romney or they were with, uh, you know, the people before, before the election. I, I used to see big time Republicans go, go and stand with the presidential candidate on the Republican side. And Hutch, you remember, we thought Romney was going to win that night. I mean, what happened in Ohio two days before the election? All those people in Ohio, we were like, oh, my God, he, man, he going to mop. Obama's gone. Obama's gone. We finally got rid of him. Then come around, it's like the gut, I mean, the biggest punch in the gut that you have ever had in your life. How did he lose so bad? See, he got my, blown out. My biggest gut punch of that whole thing was that debate when Candy Crowley oh, yeah, beat, yeah. beat Romney. Yeah. Candy I, I saw that. I was like, it's over, man. He doesn't <laughs> want to win. Babs Crowley. Yeah, this guy yeah. doesn't want to win, man. He, he didn't even fight back. Yeah, I couldn't he, believe it. He stood there. He stood there and looked. I like speak, man. Speak, oh, speak. I had, a, I had a bar full, man. I mean, we were watching it like the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like I get nothing. Not even any, I mean, you could have at least put a graphic image behind you of yeah. the ambassador in Benghazi or something. Yeah. Something. You know? <laughs> he, he just stood there. I was like. Man, come on, come on! You got it, and he and he was messed up. The rest of that debate, you, you know what else? You never saw Candy Crowley again. I haven't seen. Oh her yeah, since. yeah, she left. She left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She left because she because you know people knew what she did was wrong during during that election. But again, I thought a question to you: What happens the day after the twenty two and the twenty to twenty two midterms? Because everybody knows that the Republicans are going to take the House. I don't know about the Senate. I, I really don't. I really haven't been following that as much as well, hard. Here's what needs to happen. Um, people, all these folks who keep coming out with, first of all, go back to the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Where does all of that, what is, what is the plumb line of that justice? 
If I hear one more time breaking, uh, you know, bombshell, so-and-so, and I see Ted Cruz and all those guys and all their theatrical WWF, you know, stuff like he's going to slam him from the top of the ring. Right. And he's like, and Ted Cruz slammed Christopher Ray today. And, yeah. and I'm like, who cares? Right. Like, yeah. okay. And they're going to investigate. We're going to investigate really how many other tens of millions of dollars are we going to use to investigate? I want someone who's committed to impeachment. I want it not Biden because what's next? Mala. So I'm not interested in impeaching uh, Joe Biden. I, I, I'm just, I'm not, that's not my focus. My focus on our, on all of the underlings that, that should be answering to his administration, but who have gone completely rogue and we know they're rogue. So when you are, when you have parents who contact me terrorized about, am I going to get a visit from the FBI because I went to my school board meeting? I'm like, oh, maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. All of us could for that matter. So, mm -hmm. because we live in a despotic totalitarian regime, uh, you know, under that right now. And so if you're not going to address justice, and in undoing the judicial injustice that's occurring right now, nothing else matters, you guys. Literally yeah. nothing, because we're still imprisoned as voters. So I, I think you have to start with impeachment. And we got to have, you got to have a Not nuclear a, a nuclear attorney general. I mean, you need somebody in that position, yeah. like the former guy from the Border Patrol, Holman. Somebody, mm -hmm. like, you need somebody tough for that job because that job is going to be tough. You're going to have yeah, to come in there. Needs to go. You're going to have to fire yeah, yeah. 500 people on the first day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to, there, there's well, no other and way. That's, you know, when president Trump got a lot of blowback for saying that he was going to do away with 50,000, uh, you know, staffers, well, uh, bureaucrats, most people don't understand that it's the uh, it's the careers as they're called in political in DC circles. That's the deep that, state. Yeah. That hijacked the whole country. Yeah. They just do. Yeah. They keep anything from moving forward. They keep you stuck in the past. They've become extremely politicized or always have been and partisan. And so, yeah, I don't care who's in the White House. Well, now we know most of the careers are not on the side of our constitutional republic. So, you know, stands to reason that if you're a businessman and you see that your corporation called the United States of America, and I use that, I use that analogy lightly for those of you who are like, I knew it. I knew Q was real and we're waiting for the next drop. Hey, just, just the plan. Just stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Right. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not what I mean by that. I, I'm using that as an example because President Trump is first and foremost a businessman. And right. so that's how he thinks and that's how he maneuvers. And that's, and I'm not talking 4D chess. I'm talking coming to the table to be able to negotiate and understanding what your position is from where you're negotiating, right? Which is the only reason he was able to navigate all these world leaders and keep the level of peace that he did. And in America first from our vantage point, right? While still addressing the needs of other nations. Right. And we've gotten to a point, here's what concerns me, you guys, about this America first stuff, right? I just had a conversation with a d very dear friend of mine this morning who um, is in that three-letter agency world, and and we agree that, in part of the good ones, um, and we agree that we're in, living in a time when um, w the pendulum is so far right or it's so far left, and I'm not talking about compromising standards. I'm talking about coming to the table and understanding what another nation's priorities are. What are they? And then, and then compromising from that 
point, right? But not to the detriment of your nation. And I think that's something that President Trump was very eloquent uh, with execution. Um, that was his heart. That's his mind. That's how he executes his business endeavors. And so I, you know, we, we got to get back to that place of, okay, we now we're on nuclear buttons. It's like, who's going to push the button? You literally, you guys, you have Congress members saying, well, you know, it'll all be okay as long as we get to the button first. What? <laughs> you know, well, what well, are Kirby, we? Kirby came out yesterday and said, well, after everything that they've been saying, now they're trying to wipe the slate clean. Well, we don't have any um, uh, information that uh, he's going to do it. Y'all been talking right. about it. Y'all, you even have your stooges on CNN and MSNBC bringing on experts on top of experts that some thought that were dead. You're bringing them back to talk about it. And, and they're like, well, well, that's all he got left. That, you know, that's all they got left. You know, the military is the worst. They're the worst three-letter agency there is, if you want to call yeah. them a three-letter DOD. The military is yeah. horrible. And I'm, 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 speak, I'm speaking from, from experience here. All mm -hmm. right. The, the, the officer corps, especially at the senior levels, at the general officer level, or admiral, or flag officers. These guys were always political. They have to get appointed by the United States Senate. It's always been, uh, it's it's not coincidence that the Pentagon is in D.C., right? And, and, and it was always political. But the, the driving force behind the politics was so the one star could make two stars, or the two star could make three stars. That's gone. Right. Everything these senior officers do in the military today is for the job after the military. That's why they promote all these endless wars, because guess what's after the military? Raytheon, Boeing. Yeah. That, that's what this whole thing is. Our, our military needs revamped. I, I would submit that yeah, our service yeah. academies should be bulldozed, because all they are is liberal arts colleges anymore, with yeah. a little a little side of physical training. <laughs> Somebody told me, you were like, uh, you in the military? I said, yeah, yeah, I was in the military. Thank you for your service. I said, yeah, I would go back if it were the same go military back. that I was in. You go back in time, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because the stuff they got right now, I wouldn't even send my dog think, to it. Think of this. The United States Army. All right, I was in 35 years. We used to have a pop machine in our day room at Fort Benning, Georgia, that had beer in it because we wow. were adults, and that's what soldiers do when they get off work. I went to the Iraq War. You got kicked out of the Army if you got caught with a beer. Wow. How's that supposed to foster a warrior spirit, a warrior ethos? Yeah. You know, and that's not a pro alcohol plug. It's more than just that. It's the mm -hmm. cultural shift of this thing. I mean, it, yeah, it's it unreal. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big cultural shift, not only in the military, but in these schools. Right. Um, I mean, the way, I mean, all, all these teachers, you know, during the pandemic, I know a, a lot of conservative parents and stuff. Let our children go back to school. Let us let them go back to school. They should be home. I understand. I believe me. Believe me. I understand what y'all were talking about. But with but with the way that these teachers are molesting these students and having sex with these students, and 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 and, and uh, there was a teacher that came out the other day and told his students that he was a that he was a cross dresser. What I mean, I don't know why he would tell his students that. But he told his students, yeah, that's what I do on the weekend, you know, I, because I these are people that need affirmation. Yes. And think yes. about this. Think about this. An that's entire why. political party 
an entire political party in this country supports that. Yeah. Yeah. Every last one of them. And, 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 and you also have some on the other side that support it too. I mean, I mean, I, I heard that there were some Republican people in the Senate that were addresses too, but you know, that that's another story for another day. You know, that, you know that. <laughs> well, let me tell you, a uh, story that broke today was that the Dearborn, Michigan Muslims are like, okay, we've had enough. And I've been waiting for that, right? Because I'm like, I said that back during the cake baking days. And I was on the on terrestrial and I'm like, where the hell are all the Muslims? Because this is they're coming for you next. They're coming mm-hmm. straight through the Christian church and they're going to end up at your mosque. So why aren't you holding, you know, the, well, the, yeah, imams, why aren't you, the, the imams at our altar yeah. now? You know, the imams are in the church now with the multi. I know it's all a big kumbaya, but here's the thing. We do have common ground around saving our children from this sexual perversion, reprobation, craziness, nuts, right? And so they're the ones standing up at uh, school board meetings. And I mean, you talk about some throwdown. I'd love this. I, 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 I relish the day that the DOJ actually shows up in Muslim communities to be like, okay, we're rounding you guys up because you made such a stink to protect your own children at your, uh, at your uh, local school board meeting. Yep. That's it. <laughs> yeah, boy. That's it. I mean, they threw down too. And, uh, and they should, those are their children. Yep. As a matter of fact, Stress damages, past and future, sixty million dollars total, fair, just, and reasonable. That's not the one I was looking for, but I mean, that's an important one too. Okay, though. I was going to say yeah. that's Alex. That's yeah. a whole other yeah. show. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. What they did to him, boy. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, that. Right. You ought to be worried whether you like him or not. You better be worried about that one because they're coming here next. No, and look, I ain't look. I ain't got those deep pockets like that. I, I, I tell you right Neither now, does I don't. He. I don't. Does he. <laughs> right, right. Man, look, yeah. Man. Well, I saw where uh, I, I saw where Sebastian Golka sounded off on it yesterday, and uh, basically, like you know, good for them. Uh, you know, he deserves it. I'm like, well, hold up, cowboy, what? because they're coming for you too. Yeah, That's he was. He was. Oh yeah. yeah I retweeted actually. I kill anybody. Didn't even kill anybody. <laughs> right, right, a billion dollars. Right. Come on, Seb. Seb. Well, well, Seb. What's that? Um, what's that commercial again? Touch. The Which one? Com- the commercial that you brought up yesterday. Uh, uh, shoot. The oh the uh, oh shit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Health factor. No. Health factor. relief factor. Relief factor. There it is. Relief factor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, hey. Piscopo. Yeah, and um, Seb Gorka is doing relief factor. Um, you know, I, I was like, well, yeah. you know, he he's got to say what he has to say to get that money, I guess. So you know, he he don't want to be brought up in the same thing as. Um, but what was kind of funny, and I'm not trying to make light of the whole thing, but what's kind of funny is that uh, Alex went home and um, played the verdict on the show. <laughs> he was like. Did he really? Yeah, he 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 played he played the verdict while the verdict was going on. He was like, "Yeah, once go up to two billion, you know, kind of like that." I'm like, "Oh gracious, man!" Okay, all right, all right, Alex. But no, y'all are right. It's um, uh, um and then you look at what what uh, PayPal was trying to do with their misinformation policy too. Um, even though they walked, even though they walked uh, it back. Well, 
look what look yeah. what Bank of America just did to Catbird. Did you see that? Catbird. No. Catbird's accounts Catbird have and, been canceled and at and Bank of America. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's Kanye the, that's a direct and that's a direct with Bank of America. That's yeah. a direct connection to Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum that is executing the Great Reset, right. which is just a renaming of Cloward and Piven that's been going on since 1970s. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's it's all it's all coming right into place. You know, we talk about the food prices. What about the heating prices? The heating mm-hmm. prices and electrical yeah. prices. This is going to break people. Yeah. This winter, people will be broken. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But but then again, Wayne, you, I just sent you that clip. Okay, but then I again, just, I just sent you that clip of the um, Dearborn of the Dearborn. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I had that. And yes, I I, 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 I DM'd it to you on Twitter because uh, okay. it's pretty rowdy, and uh, you know, uh, yeah. So Alex Jones, I'm sorry, you guys, uh, yeah. I was distracted, and we have a little bit of a delay in our sound. Um, yeah, this this is listen, if you can't stand for your children, then you may as well just shut the country down. Sorry. That's how that should go. Uh, but as far as I mean, come on. Alex Jones has always been whatever you think of his factual data points or whether he's just a WWF, you know, spectacle, a parody of himself. Um, again, I um it's a matter of freedom of speech. I I mean the things that have been said about me or to me that have defamed me they're libelous i mean they're horrible me people have wished me, me death they have doxxed me i mean you know you don't see me running around uh down at the state going finding attorneys to go sue everybody around in it i got other yeah. things to do than worry about people who don't like me yeah, so I, and well but I mean, it was their children i'm like well i understand but it's still a matter of freedom of speech and it was his um you know unseemly uh reporting if you i think I think um, I think I was at a CPAC when um, all that was going on. I was at a CPAC, and all I did was a story. It wasn't even an in-depth story. It was like I had an opinion because of the pictures that were out there. And I was like, wow, maybe somebody should ask a question about that. You know, I mean, but that, but that was my opinion. Well, the Washington Post. I guess somebody sent it to the Washington Post. I'm at CPAC. I didn't get the email until later that evening, but they'd already put out a story that I was pushing that it was fake. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, no, I was just asking a question. And I think from that point, Twitter put, Twitter put me on this uh, suppression, big time suppression thing that I have that I've not been able to recover from. But this is the uh, this is that um, Dearborn. That's ironic to me. I mean, people need to study their history. A bunch of those crazy people freaking standing up for their kids after what they do to their own kids. <laughs> Something else. It, but, it is ironic. I'll give you that. Uh, but, you know, but seeing, I, I think it's... But seeing that together with Americans in there yeah. is telling... Well, I like it. I like it. telling those people in the front, we ain't going to stand for that stuff. What gets me is that the LGBT community will say all that crap and stuff over here. 
but they won't say they won't even dive into how the LGBT community is being treated over there. They're not what, saying anything. What about the feminists? The same way. Yeah. You don't see the feminists not, coming not, out. Not, I mean, I could tell you some stories. I'm not going to. Right. But I could. Yeah. yeah. You know, people need to look into this a little bit more. There's a lot of phony people out there. Yeah, it's a lot. There's but a I'm lot. glad to see that somebody is finally yeah. on a on a humane level trying to stop this with our children. I mean, how yeah. you treat your own children says a lot about your culture. Yeah, you know what, too? That's why I said that Hunter Biden is where he is because of how he was treated by his daddy. And when you look at my dad and by the environment that his dad allowed, that created Hunter Biden. Now, I'm not saying you can feel bad for him if you want to and whatnot, because as adults, you get to make your own decision. However, with that foundation, that foundation that your parents give you, if you know, if they if you live in one of those houses like uh where the parent feels like it, like they're the child because the uh, the you know son and daughter can do whatever they want to do and stuff, you you reap you reap what you sow. And we already seen how he took how he talks to dad and mom or his stepmom Jill, you know, he call her names. I could never call my dad's um, step. Oh no, I could never call my dad's uh, um, um, wife a name. He, he would knock me in the next week. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's that boy. I was like, okay. I don't feel sorry for Hunter. I just know that where he is, where he is right now, Joe has a whole lot to do with it. And Monica, I, Monica, I've said on this show, if you indict him. Because they're not trying to indict him for what we're talking about. They're trying to indict him for something else that he won't get anything at all. But it, but if they ever indict him for what we are talking about, then you have to pull Joe from the White House. You have to. He is associated by text, emails, video calls, family outings. DNA. Uh, <laughs> But you have right. to pull. You have to pull his intelligence. You have to pull his security clearances. You have to pull all that stuff. If you pull all that stuff from Joe Biden, he can't be president. You have well, to. and then you'd also have to. Then you would. The entire House of Cards would fall, right? Because yeah, that yeah. one card coming out, and we're talking like three letter agencies. You're talking about geopolitical, you know, operatives. I mean, you're, you're talking about a labyrinth, a, a very intricate system mm -hmm. of corruption that has placed them exactly where they wanted them to be at this particular place in time or point in time. I yeah. think you're right. I think that, I think we're on a, there's several cards that you could pull out that this whole thing would collapse on. It's going to collapse on a lot of Republicans too. Yeah, I mean, this is something. This is yeah, uh, like you said, it's been going on for a long time. It's just been degrees, and, and we've gone. What I was saying at the beginning of the show, I know that we've been deteriorating since the Great Society of Lyndon Johnson. Ever since the family started being destroyed by that legislation, and now you move all the way forward to right. say four years ago or three years ago, I think the speed in the last three or four years is is crazy because they're getting old, and they realize it. Klaus Schwab, Joe Biden's, yeah, they're yeah. out of time. Yeah, they're too yeah. old. Yeah, and they know if they don't do it now, it's I, I, I think they sprung Obama on us too early. They should have waited ten more years. 
before they sprung him on us. They should have waited right. until people with our knowledge are gone. We well, were taught to love our country. Well, you know them, though. They they like to do things for historical reasons. They like to be the, the first woman president or the first woman black president or um, yeah, vice president. They like to be the oldest president of all time. They they like they to, got that now. They like historical things. And that's why I said if they ever if they ever get a vice I mean if they ever get a president again, it'll be a young Latino socialist, believe me. I, I mean I, I I tell you that right now. It'll be a young Latino socialist because they need that first in the books. Um but no I mean ladies and gentlemen I hope that you have enjoyed uh the program today. Yeah that's right it's we're almost done. So um we've uh, wow that was quick <laughs> Monica's Monica's um website I'm having too much fun with you guys. I'm like, let me go get a beer. I'll come right back. <laughs> is um I'm one of those Christians that loves monks that make beer and nuns that make wine. So we're good. Hey, hey, beer beer when it's near, but wine is always <laughs> fine. Hey, but then but then again, <laughs> hutch liquor's quicker. So um Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Matthews.com. You can also follow her, Monica, on air at on Twitter. Um, we want to have her back again because, um, as you can see, I don't pick duds, man. I don't, I do not <laughs> pick duds at all. We bring the pain. We, and I hope that many of you learn. Uh, and and also, if you have questions for her, visit her website and send her send her some questions that uh, that you might have. But um, yeah, we we gotta we gotta get her back because um, the election uh, the election is too is too important. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, I, I always feel good when I bring um, spiritual um, religious uh, uh, individuals on the show because. It puts me back in some places where I should be in the first place because, um, as a matter of fact, my sister has a concert on Saturday night. I'm going to I'm going to visit her. She has a, a gospel concert that she's doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can't we can't maneuver, or we shouldn't be maneuvering in today's time without some sort of guidance from God. That I mean, and and it's easy. Like I said earlier in the week, if you give him a problem, stop taking it away from him, because many people will be like, "Lord, I'm asking, you, please take care of this situation. I can't do it. I can't. I don't know what it turns to. So I'm giving it to you." And then they get off their knees and they start worrying about it. Don't you know when you worry about something, you taking it away, you you taking the power of, of God taking care of it. And then you take it away, and worry, worry is a sin. Did y'all know that? Amen. Worry is a sin. When you start worrying about something, you 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 are you are you are definitely not in 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 the realm of where God wants you to be. Get cast your cares. So I mean, you know, I I could do I could do a whole lot here, but um, let Go me go on, preacher. Then yeah, come on, preacher. No, um, <laughs> but, 
<laughs> Don't make me get my handkerchief out. That yeah, exactly. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that real deep thing. <laughs> and I love the people in the back. And then, you know, you're like, oh, okay. Like, you go to a Pentecostal church, man, you're like, do these folks have Tourette's? It's like, yeah, no, yeah, this is the yeah. culture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Look at you. I think if you're channeling you, some of your daddy today. If, look, if you if you ain't never been in a Pentecostal church, you people got to explain to you before you go in. Hey, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Dear Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a minute. Hold on. You, the funny, yep. The funny thing is, um, because I had been in church 10 days out of seven when I was growing up. So I didn't force my children to go to church. But one day my daughter, she was about maybe four or five years old. She was like, <laughs> Daddy, are we going to church so we can see people go? <laughs> I was like, where'd that come from? <laughs> I was like, where'd that come from? And That's it's like, awesome. Maybe it's in the blood or something, but she was like, yeah. you know, I was like, oh my That's God, hilarious. no, she did not. Monica, get, yeah. get, get well, you um, got the frozen chosen, and then you got like, you know, the people who throw down. So, yeah. Frozen chosen. <laughs> yeah, frozen chosen. The white people. I'm just <laughs> but I'm not. So, yeah, you know, I'm right. So, the Frozen Chosen Man, they're just like, we're all going to sit here. Three. You know, yeah. That's right. You know who the Frozen Chosen are? The GOP. That's who the Frozen Chosen is. The go. GOP, the fundraising arm of America. They do not have your best interest at heart. There, right. There's my soapbox for the day. Exactly. Sorry, Rona. Exactly. Um, anyway, once a Romney, uh, always a Romney. Do me a favor and let individuals know what um usually usually when we do this we um, get last thoughts so whatever you're working on right now and um you want to add that in with your last yeah. thought we'll give that to you right now thank you so i'm working on a couple of things um and i don't know if this is appropriate but the only reason i'm sharing this is because and i don't even know well, I'm not going to share it because I'm not sure if you're on the same team with me on this, but I think you are. And if you are, I don't want to pull from your audience. So we'll talk about it after. Okay. Um, but I am, I am, I am gearing people's minds toward uh, discernment, right? Always get out of the fear, out of the lizard brain that you were talking about because worry is a sin. Start discerning and start listening to people in different spaces, especially on Twitter of the economic um, genre, because a lot of these folks are finally starting to get honest with you about what's happening and what's coming and how bad it's going to be. So prepare your homes accordingly, right? So batten down the hatches, do what you got to do to get into position of favor. Mm -hmm. um, but, but for me, I'm working on something, something called Thirst University, and I'm very excited about it. It is my ministry branch of Clear Talk Media, and it's where I get to converge and really pour into people's lives uh, through a program that I will partner with you on. Yep. And we'll get into everything from parenthood, marriage, relationships, sex, finances, you name it, and all being filtered through the inerrant word of the gospel of Christ and mm -hmm. how to get out into politics and make a difference in your community. So here, here's my biggest hope for your audience is that they will support you. And I mean this and your you. efforts financially. I'm also supporting people like Marissa Hansen, who is a, a brilliant young woman who's doing investigative journalism work. I don't do that kind of work. 
So I appreciate people who put themselves out there at their own expense to do it. So I encourage people to quit sitting on the sidelines financially and start pouring into people who are actually uh, doing a service for the country, right? And mm -hmm. so you and Hutch and your team clearly doing a great service for the country. So please don't think about making a contribution make the contribution and I, you didn't pay me to say that I'm not on yeah. your payroll yet. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> from my words to the gold skills. So anyway, but I feel like be, be, listen, be calm. Don't, you can't sit up at night worrying about nuclear warfare because either you're going to wake up in heaven, hell, or you're going to be stuck here with all the crazy people. So it's okay. <laughs> Just, just yeah. take a breath, love your babies, love your spouses, get right with the Lord and keep your account short every day. That's my daily advice to my audience. There you go. Hutch, what are you working on? And give us your last thoughts. Um, I, I, I can't believe that. I mean, this is a little bit light, but it's not that Joe Biden said that his son died in the Iraq war again yesterday. I mean, can we please get the 25th <sighs> amendment? Can we activate that thing, please? I mean, really? And, and in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, say a prayer for world leaders out there because there's world leaders out there that are getting really pressured into doing some things that are not cool by they people are. that are not cool. Are. So I, I think right now, Amen. and this is going to sound funny, but I think that uh, I, I know that Vladimir Putin is a sane man. And I think that he is waiting to see what happens in November. I don't think he's going to do anything before that. We have to really, we have to change history in November and to do that, we have to, we, the primaries are over. They're over. We have to go for the Republicans so we can get the block. We got to stop this thing. And that's the only way short of violence that we're going to be able to do it. Nobody wants violence. Anyway, had a great week. We'll see you next week. Uh, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check Thanks, out. Guys. And also make sure, again, MonicaMatthews.com. Um, we are going to have her back. We uh, we enjoyed today. I really, I, I really enjoyed today, especially the mix. So, um, everybody take care, have a great weekend. If something really pops off or something, um, <laughs> tactical nuclear whistles or something, um, <laughs> we will pop on if they, if they, uh, if the radiation, <laughs> will get hit. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We'll come to you live from Hutch's bomb shelter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you have oh, one, Hutch. Don't try to act like Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.